This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 512 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by KPP and Total Saddle Fit. For the May edition of the USDF podcast, our topics include GMO Education Initiative and Grant, the yourdressage.org website, adult dressage seat equitation, and we're going to get to a great trainer tip from Ashley Manea. Coffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, hey, Phil. Hi, Reese. Mm-hmm. It's how kind are of funny. You? We were just talking about how busy everybody is, it seems, <laughs> yes. these days, right? It is. I think so you double true. booked yourself today. Yeah, and I actually, lessons yeah, I double and... booked twice. I, I double booked in two different ways. And yes, so I think we've talked about it, but I'll certainly, I'm excited. Actually, I leave on Monday this coming week. I am taking 14 students from the University of Kentucky to the Netherlands and to Germany. So we are cruising around the sport horse industry and uh, we're going to see, we're going to the KWPN, we're going to Verden, we're going to Vecta, we're going to Varndorf, we're going to the State Stead at Sella and the Langestut at um, Varndorf. Uh, we are going to the Herb Springer bit plant, we are going to Passier, we are going to Effel. So we have, I have a huge trip coming up. Yeah, so this uh, is, this is all all to do with your, your what's your program called the sport horse? Yes. So I well the University of Kentucky asked me if I would like to take some students overseas, and uh, thankfully I have a great partner in crime, and I'll give a huge shout out to Dr. Jill Stowe at the university. Uh, she's really the one, the driving force to get all the arrangements and everything organized because it is a, it's a huge effort to to do it. So I'm going to have some great stories. We will we'll, we'll probably take a little time and go through all of our visits when I get back uh, here in the show because it's such a fun, fun trip. Um, so yes, it's through the University of Kentucky and I hope we can give our students just a once in a lifetime trip. We, we have so many people that are like, we want to go. We're not in the university. So uh, <laughs> that's pretty fun. So I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, we're going to go visit, you know, our friend um, Michael Klumka and his wife, Becky. We, we were able to go to their wedding last year on our scouting trip. So shout out to them. They're helping us. So it's just nice to have fun friends that are, are willing to help us and, and show our students some some really cool things. So we'll have some some great experiences. So we are a little bit hectic right now. And you know, I'm, I'm, it's also uh, horse show season or getting ready. So I have horses all over the East coast the next couple of weeks uh, showing. So we want to get everybody their last training in before I leave, which is quite fun. So I will have lots of stories. We're going to record, actually, we're also recording this evening, another show for next week. So you guys will get to hear yeah, so, that. So and we don't, we don't drop all of our nice listeners who yeah, I don't want to miss you like guys us every either. week. So we're, try, we're trying to get a lot of stuff done here on the show, but I think first of all we wanted to just highlight the United States uh, shortlist for the upcoming upcoming Pan Am Games because that'll be an exciting event this summer. So there are two riders on the shortlist, uh, the two Grand Prix riders on the shortlist. I think 
most teams will be sending, I know Canada will be sending only one Grand Prix rider and three small tour riders to compose a team for the Pan Am Games. Um, the American two uh, on the short list is Charlotte Yours, who's been on the show a couple of times. We, mm-hmm. we are big fans of hers yeah. and her Castell's Nintendo. The other one is uh, Nick Wagman. He's from California and his horse, Don John. And then the, the shortlisted small tour riders here are uh, Nora Batchelder, who has also been on the show, and her horse, Pharaoh, yeah. SQF. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Jen Baumert and her horse, Handsome. Ashley Holzer and her horse, Valentine, who, who a rider you, you guys stole from Canada. Yeah. American, yeah. So <laughs> I have to throw that American in there. Now, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Lockman, also from California, and her horse, First Apple, who's been really, really successful. A lot of really big scores. I think she's the highest-scoring American rider. And uh, Andal Otz, who's been on the show a couple of times, and uh, talking about his horse, Lucky Strike, who is his um, potential potential horse for the for the Pan Am game. So I think they're all going to be competing to to qualify and to get named to the team in the next few months. So we wish all these riders uh, good luck. That's right. And Phil, has Canada named their shortlist? Oh, we're still, we, we have a difficult process. So this weekend actually will be the first Canadian CDI. So okay. yeah, they're still qualifying, still getting scores before we get before. I think it'll just be down to the, the riders that are going and the reserve rider right. that will okay. be named in a couple of months. So cool. yeah, we wish them luck as well. I mean, the, the weather's not so. really that warm here or dry. So um, good luck to the Canadian riders who probably yeah. will have to ride in the rain this weekend. And then we have a couple more CDIs coming up good. to finish the qualification process. Very cool. Well, I love it. Well, Phil, we've got a busy show tonight. This is our... We've got a lot of guests you, coming on. A lot, so. of, a lot of guests. So right <laughs> out, we're going to get right to it, and we're going to go to a USDF commercial break, and then we are going to come back with guests... Holly Hilliard, and she is the GMO Education Initiative. She's going to talk to us about that, so I hope you enjoy. Founded in 1973, the United States Dressage Federation has become the largest organization to represent a single Olympic equestrian discipline. At nearly 30,000 members strong, USDF is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org to learn more about USDF education, competition and award programs, and to shop our online store. Again, that's usdf.org, your online destination for dressage. Well, this evening, we are very happy to have the chairwoman of the USDF Adult Programs Committee. She is also a USDF associate instructor and certified sports massage therapist, Holly Hilliard. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Reese. Thanks for having me. Well, we are really excited to have you on this month's USDF program, our podcast, and you're going to tell us a little bit about the GMO Education Initiative and the grants associated with this. So I'll just let you get started. Okay. So a little history on where the program, what the origin of the program was, and that was a few years back, maybe four years ago, the Adult Program Committee conducted a survey because we were having... um, difficulty with the success of the of the education programs we were offering. And not surprisingly, the results of the survey revealed that the most common challenges for individuals that were thwarting their efforts to participate in education opportunities were the expense, 
the time commitment and the distance involved in attending the programs. And then additionally, the survey results made it very clear that there there was not going to be any single program that would participate that that would meet the needs of all of the members of the group. USDF has such a diverse membership that no one program was going to meet everyone's needs. So task force was formed and we lamented and labored over trying to come up with the program and enter what was originally called the National Education Initiative, recently renamed to the GMO Education Initiative and an associated grant program. This program invites GMOs to develop programs that meet the specific needs of their membership in their area. And there's, we have guidelines and resources to help them get these programs off the ground and to help them have a format for the organization of the program. But we have worked really hard to make the education initiative really flexible so that people could really use their imagination in coming up with programs that are exciting for their membership. USDF provides resource and promotional and financial support, but the GMOs themselves take the reins and develop the program that best meets the needs of their membership. When GMO Education Initiative got off the ground, we had a few really key objectives, and one of them was to help create more affordable educational opportunities for all USDF members. And a second primary objective was to benefit members who had been previously underserved, who had limited access to education in the past, especially quality education. So with the education initiative, we're able to bring or help the GMOs bring educational opportunities closer to home which decreases the financial and the time commitment required for for participants. Then the grant program provides a subsidy to those programs, which is intended to decrease the cost for participants. And judging on, you know, judging by the way the program has been picking up lately, we're we're hopeful that we are really showing the success that we hoped we would we would experience. In 2017, the first, well, I guess it was actually the first programs were actually in 2018. The first of the applications were submitted in 17. There were 17 programs hosted in five of the regions, five of USDF's nine regions. So far in 2019, we've already approved 15 programs. I think 11 are completed already. We have one pending, and so far we have programs in eight of the nine regions. So that, to me, is showing pretty good growth for the program itself. We have recently, I mentioned earlier that it was the program was initially called the National Education Initiative. So recently, at, after USDF convention in December, the committee recommended some changes. One of them was to change the name of the program and the grant to GMO Education Initiative to make it more obvious and and strongly demonstrate the commitment to the GMOs from USDF. In the past, another improvement we made, in the past we had three deadlines a year for submitting of applications, and we've removed the deadline system going in favor of a year-round 
floating application process to make it easier, even easier, for GMOs to apply to host programs and to apply for the grants. We it, Originally, the program was for riders had to be adults over the, I, I think USDF's cutoff is over age 25. Now we've removed that requirement. So GMOs can inc- include their youth members, which allows them to include all the members of their GMO. And we also reduced, there was a 120-day application lead time requirement, which we've reduced to 60 days. So we feel like those improvements have made the program even easier for people to participate in. We've tried to provide extensive flexibility where we've given some basic, four basic types of programs that include regular riding clinics that you would traditionally host at a private facility, um, include adult camps, which allow you to have, that's like a total immersion like going to summer camp, um, typically it's all adults and you camp and that's total immersion in your horse and your horse experience. We ha- have a symposium category that's a more expensive clinic experience. And then we even have allowances for unmounted programs for those areas that have weather-related times when they can't ride but still want to offer education. And we provide a full list of previously or, or or already approved instructors that people that are new to organizing clinics can refer to in order to help them get a qualified instructor and ensure the quality of the education they're offering. But in addition to that, we've allowed for them to apply for an exception if an instructor that they are really keen on doesn't happen to be on the list but is still a very quality instructor, perhaps an international name that is not presently a USDF certified instructor or a member of the L program So we or a certified judge. We allow for them to apply to have an instructor they're keen on be accepted as an instructor for a program that they want to host. So I think we've done everything possible to make it really easy for GMOs to participate in this program. And the funds available just make it that much easier. There's individual $1,000 grants that they can apply for that helps to subsidize the cost of their program to reduce the cost to their participants. So I think we've made it easier for the GMOs, and we've made it really easier for every individual member that wants to participate. Yeah, that sounds great and like uh, like all-encompassing and very inclusive. And it sounds like pretty much anything dressage-related could be uh, could be uh, this grant could be available for. Well, one of our requirements is it does have to be classical dressage, so it doesn't include like a Western dressage clinic, or it does need to be classical dressage. But that was one of our objectives that I didn't mention. It was to make sure that we are able to bring our members classical dressage the way the masters intended for dressage to be learned and taught by both the horse and the rider. That makes sense. So, so how, how, how do you apply for the grant? Like, how does that work? Like, if someone needed to go on the website, where, where would they find that? So if you go to usdf.org, so I guess www.usdf.org, and click on the education, there's 
probably a banner or a flashing ad that talks about the GMO education initiative, but you can click on the education tab and then scroll for GMO education initiative. And in that tab, you'll find all of the information, all of the guidelines for application, all the information that you should need, in addition to all of the application forms that we've provided a sample budget for you to fill out. So you don't have to come up with your own budget form. There's a form there. You fill that form out. It presents your budget. The application is very straightforward. It asks all the questions that we need the answers to. And it helps for those that are less experienced in putting together an educational program. It helps the questions walk them through the thought process that they need to be organized when they're when they're organizing a clinic or, or a program so that if they've never done it before, it makes it pretty painless. Great. If you go in, if they yeah. answer the questions, they have pretty much a blueprint for what they need to do to be successful in their program. Fantastic. Well, Holly, if, if our listeners have any more questions or any pro- questions about the USDF adult programs or the committee and what you guys work on, how can they find you online? Um, the committee themselves or the education department at USDF are available through the website. Personally, I can be reached. My information is also on the website as all the committee members are, are listed. They can reach the USDF office at, at education information slot or can email me personally at harmonyhorsedressage at gmail.com. We make it pretty easy. So yeah, reach I love out it. in That's any great. way. Yeah, Go to yeah. the form and yeah. find us. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us. That was fantastic. And I hope we have a program in our area for sure. Oh, me too. And let us know if you have any questions and you need any help getting those forms filled out. We're happy to awesome. do it. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. Thank you both. You too. Bye-bye. Well, that was some great information, and we hope that that helps a lot of GMOs and get some clinics in your area. So we're going to come back right after this break from Kentucky Performance Products with Ross Creech, and he's going to tell you about a fantastic new website. The sun is just peeking above the tree line as you walk into the barn. You grab your horse's halter off the hook and head out to the field. The dew shimmers in the sun as you walk across the damp grass. You call his name and his head comes up as he walks toward you looking for the apple in your pocket. You take your time grooming, enjoying the peace and quiet in the empty barn. A refreshing breeze greets you as you start down the tree-lined path. Your horse ambles along on a loose rein as you both enjoy a relaxing ride. The feeling you get on an early morning hack is why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Microphase. Fill the nutritional gaps in your horse's diet. Microphase vitamin and mineral supplement is a low-calorie way to provide your horse with the vitamins and minerals missing from their diet. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Well, today we are so excited to have Ross Creech. He is the marketing manager at USDF on the program. Ross, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, I am really excited because actually Philip and I feel like we're relatively in the loop for USDF, but I did not know that your 
dressage.org was a thing. So can you tell us about this? This is pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah, this is our new publication website, if you will. It, it was created as an expansion of USDS Publications offerings. It launched on April 1st. It is, while it is a benefit to members, it's open to everyone, which we're really excited about. You know, we are, a lot of our stuff with, with connection and things like that are behind member login, but this is for the masses. And it is, uh, the goal of it is to just further USDF's mission of education, recognition of achievement, and promotion of dressage. And that's really what we're trying to accomplish, getting more information out there and provide some unique editorial and content that is missing kind of in the market and getting that out to the people. I love it. So tell us, how do we, how do we log on and, and what happens on the site? Well, you simply go to yourdressage.org. That's the homepage. And there you will see a page full of content. We have an education tab, competition, achievement, community, and what we call quick reads. There are featured articles. There's new stuff uploaded every day, whether it's an article or a quick read. And what we mean by quick read is the most recent was five spring cleaning tests to get your barn ready for warm weather. You know, it's, it really is just about getting people engaged. We, on Tuesday, I believe, Tuesday or Wednesday, we have something we call True Tales, where we post a prompt and try to get people to comment and tell their stories. Um, community is focused on articles submitted by people in the dressage community, whether that be from our group member organizations or just people who have a story to tell and send it into us. Uh, we're constantly looking for that kind of content. It's, it's the stuff that's not going to make, you know, our member magazine, which is very education and very focused to our members. It's the, it's the warm and feel-good stuff that sometimes we miss yeah. in that and that the general public really kind of clings on to and appreciates. And now how do you submit something? Just by contacting the office, there's some contact information on the site itself. All of our social media channels, social media is a huge way that we've been promoting the site. So we can be reached anywhere. You can also email us at marketing at usdf.org. You know, we don't guarantee that everything will be published, of course, but anything can be submitted. Um, Photos, videos along with it. Uh, We just had uh, one of our most popular stories today was a submitted story titled Wrong, which was about a $700 horse off Craigslist that ended up taking this person to achieve their bronze and silver medals with USDF. And it went kind of viral across all of our social media channels. And, you know, it, it just goes to show those are the kind of things that people really like to read and that, you know, don't always have the platform to access. Sure. So how do you, how do you go to the site? Well, if, when you enter the URL, you're taken directly to the homepage. There's no login, no nothing preventing you. You have full access from the front page to oh, cool. all of the content. Um, it's all right there at, at the click of a button. Fabulous. And so that's at yourdressage.org, correct? Yes, yourdressage.org. And there are links there also back to the main USDF website as well, where you can get kind of the more technical type information if you want to learn more about USDF. Sure. And so this does sound like something you can actually go, you know, every day or at least once a week to go check out. Oh, absolutely. And that's what we really try to encourage is people to come back. You know, we're, we, we post a minimum of 
two new things to the site every day because we want people to come back and engage with it. We're really looking for that engagement. And we have a senior marketing coordinator who runs all of our social media, who is a rock star and Mm -hmm. really pushes all these individual articles when we post things out through our social media, which really helps drive traffic. We were really excited. Like I said, we're only 30 days in and we've had, uh, we reached a total of like 10,000 unique viewers in the first month, which we're really happy about. So we want to keep people coming back. And that's why it's so important for us to have new information up there. You know, again, it does, it's not necessarily three page long education article. Mm -hmm. It's about a $700 Craigslist course or just five tips for cleaning up your barn, you know, things like that. But hopefully people will keep coming back and share and interact with. And there was a word of the week, which I loved. Yes, we're going through the USDF glossary of judging terms right now. Yeah. Posting words of the week. And it's amazing, <laughs> even our L program people and things like that who are so familiar with all this. We've gotten a lot of comments on it. Like, you know, this is the best thing because we we forget about some of these words and don't realize it until we come across it and then really have to think. And it's such a nice refresher to get that kind of thing. Absolutely. No, that makes total sense. And- Makes total sense. And then we also do, well, a photo of the week, but Tip Tuesday is just kind of a 30-second snippet out of one of our educational videos or some kind of video content that we have. You know, it's all about that quick absorbing of information, really, for us, because we, when we developed this site, it was, it was driven by how are people obtaining information now? You know, and mm-hmm. we want to feed into that. That's why we have these quick reads, words of the week, tip Tuesday kind of things, as well as the more lengthy articles as well. But, you know, we really want some of that easily absorbable content. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I love it. Well, Ross, once again, if anybody has questions for you, how can they find you online? And then once again, the website. The website is yourdressage.org. On the front page of the website, on the bottom right, there is a form. You can type in questions and send us feedback. We'd love to hear feedback about the site, ways to improve it, inquiries, comment on the articles, contact us through our social media. There's links to all of our social media channels on the site. We're, we're very easily accessed. You can also always email us at marketing at usdf.org. That comes straight to me. Please, I, I, I welcome any feedback. We, we This this site is for the people. So we definitely want their input. Love it. Well, Ross, thank you so much for this evening's chat. And we look forward to seeing you at all the competitions. You're out a lot. And we really love it. I, I am out and about. We've, we've <laughs> come across each other quite a bit. I love it. I love it. Fantastic. Well, I will talk to you soon, Ross. Thanks so much for your time. All right. Thank you so much, Ruth. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited about that new app and, and website. That's really cool. We took a look at it and it looks great. So great information. So we've got some more information that's fantastic from Bryn Bowen. And she's going to talk about the Adult Seat Equitation Program. Well, we are very happy to have Senior Competitions Coordinator Bryn Bowen on the program from USDF. Bryn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yes, we, we had you a couple of years ago and we're so excited that you're coming back and you have a new sweet baby. He is so cute. So we're glad to have you back on the show. (laughs) We're glad to have you back on the show. So you pretty much specialize in adult amateur programs, right? Yes. um, Specifically, I oversee USDS Adult Amateur Equitation Program, which is going into its second year 
Uh, the first year went off fabulously. It was a great success, and we're really looking forward to the second year here coming up this fall. Fantastic. So let's just start from the beginning. We we, we did talk about this last year when, when we launched it, but it's even bigger and better this year. So just start from the beginning. How do we qualify? Give us all the all the good stuff. Absolutely. So you can qualify to participate in the Adult Amateur Equitation Program one of two ways. One way is simply by being an adult amateur and qualify for the USDF Regional Championship Program in any championship class with the exception of a freestyle class. So if you're qualified to participate in regional championships, you can do this adult amateur equitation final at the regional championship competition. The other way you can qualify is by earning a 70% or higher in any applicable dressage seat equitation class at a recognized dressage competition. So it's really easy to qualify. And if you're planning on going to regionals anyway, and if you're an adult amateur, you can do this class and we'd love to see you out there. So tell us, you know, just so people understand, like what are some requirements that you're asked to do when you are actually in the class? Right. So an equitation class is, if you guys are familiar with kind of hunt seat, it's, it's essentially a flat class. So competitors go in in a group and they do they, they do their walk, trot, canter work, and then they're typically asked to do a pattern. And all of the patterns can be found on the USDF and USEF websites on the equitation program pages. So you are all competitors can go on and download those patterns and be practicing them leading up to these classes. But essentially, it's just a flat class where you are judged strictly on your equitation. So the horse doesn't have some so much of a part in the class. It's just judged strictly on the rider, which I think is really great for people like me who, you know, we we ride the thoroughbreds who maybe just aren't as fancy. Mm -hmm. You know, it gives the riders a chance to really show off their ability with their horse without having to have the really fancy horses. Fantastic. Fantastic. I love it. So what are, what are the pattern? What does that mean? Like what's in the pattern? The pattern is essentially just a combination of movements or exercises. The movements themselves, I believe, go up to second level. So you can be asked to, you know, pass, pass, or pass, pass, side pass, transitions, that type of thing. That's really a way to exhibit a rider and control and accuracy on their horse. So have you seen a, a lot more, you know, it, this being the second year, a lot more competitions taking up this class and, and offering absolutely. it to competitors? Yes, we have absolutely seen a significant increase in recognized dressage competitions hosting or offering qualifying classes for this, for the equitation program. And the great thing about both the junior and rider equitation program and the adult amateur equitation program is unlike regional, there is no qualifying fee. You just have to go into a eligible class and compete and get your 70%. You don't have to pay anything, any additional fee to have that score recorded as qualifying or anything. You just go in that class, get your 70 or higher, and you're good to go, um, which is really great and we think makes it really a lot easier and a lot less to think about if you're, you know, like me, where you have a hard time keeping all the rules straight. You just have to go into that equitation class, get your 70, and, and, you're, and you're good to go um, into that final class at the regional championship. And do you have a sense of, you know, how many competitors for this new year that you're getting or how much interest there, there is now? 
Well, if the first year is any indicator, we had an average of 12 riders across the country entered into these equitation, into the adult amateur equitation classes at the regional championships. So, and that was just in its first year. So we're anticipating a slight increase from last year. You know, these classes, they do get full, um, but judges do their best really to accommodate the competitors in a way where they they can break up the flat work so that there aren't 15 riders in an arena going around and doing their flat work at one time. And I've seen, I saw at several regional championships year, the judges taking an opportunity to break up the classes into, into two groups, if you will, that are then pinned together at the end of the class. So, you know, it's people are very, the judges especially are very realistic with their expectations, I think, as far as the execution of these classes and they do their they do everything they can to make sure they run safely and efficiently and just a positive experience for everyone who participates. It's really great. Oh, that is fantastic. Well, if our riders have any questions, how can they find you online? They can visit the USDS website and just search Adult Amateur. The Adult Amateur page um, will absolutely come up specifically to equitation. And on that page, we've got a link to the test, um, or excuse me, to the score sheet to the patterns as well as to the rules for this program. So I'd absolutely encourage people to check out the USDS website and if they want to give the office a call and they ask to speak to someone in the competitions department regarding this program, they may do so. The direct line for the USDF office is 859-971-2277. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for your time and we look forward to seeing you out there. Yeah, thanks guys. Well, Phil, we are continuing our Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week with new USDF certified instructors, and we have a great one this week, Ashley Minea, and she's going to chat with us a little bit um, right after we talk about literally our favorite stirrups, leathers, the Stability Stirrup Leathers. How are they going for you, Phil? I mean, I've been I've been working with them now. How long has it been? Three months? Yeah, we've had them and, three and, months. And it's, they're part of my equipment now. I'm, not, yeah, I'm, I'm not going back to the old way. They've really convinced me that they help my riding and, and they help my position. And, and, you know, always with these new products, I, w- I sort of wonder how they're going to hold up because, yep. you know, in a busy stable, you know, as a professional rider, as a busy stable, you know, I would like to have a little bit more time to make sure that all of my tack is getting cleaned all the time and, you know, that kind of, but that's just not always a reality. So we really rely on products that, uh, that will last and, and that we can beat up a little bit and that, that will take the wear and tear. And I'm just going to say the quality of the leather that, that, um, you know, total, the products that from Total Subtle Fit uses are beautiful, soft leather, but, but they hold up. They're going to stand yep. up to, to all of that, all of the use that that we get out of them, and mm-hmm. I've always been so happy with with the stirrup leathers that I'm, I'm going to start ordering more pairs. I'm, Me too. Gonna, I need maybe, them on my other Christmas saddles. Christmas presents are coming early for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So as always, if you have any questions for Total Saddle Fit, you can get a hold of Justin at totalsaddlefit.com and check out their website. They have fantastic products, and uh, we we also love the the shoulder relief girths. All their options now. So uh, we're happy to we test the products and we really love them. So thanks to Justin for providing those. So we hope you enjoy. This Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week with Ashley Minea. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. 
Well, we are really excited for our total saddle fit tip of the week. We have the newly certified through second level. She was certified training in first level. Ashley Manet on the line. Welcome, Ashley. Hi. We are so excited to have you, and uh, it's even better. I knew you when you were getting certified last year, and then you went back again this year for more certifications, so uh, you went back for more more testing, (laughs) so congratulations on that, because that's no easy feat to do. So what is your, no, it's hard, it's it's a very hard thing, but you are fantastic, and, but tell us, what is your Total Saddle Fit tip of the week for our listeners? I would like to really get into the connection issue and pretty much like a body position and where the hands and the problem lies in people opening their, their fingers and kind of having stiff arms and where all the problems kind of lie with that, with the connection. Yeah, that sounds great. I mean, this is, I mean, you have three trainers on the line now and we're all nodding our heads. Yes, we all taught every single thing you just talked about. We have taught this today. In fact, the last multiple hours. Yes. So, <laughs> so to start talking, what is the most common connection issue that you find? I see a lot of open fingers and the open fingers cause the reins to, you know, lengthen. And it's just a constant problem that I see a lot of people have. And I know it's very difficult to kind of change your behavior of closing the fingers but it definitely seems to happen a lot with a lot of riders. And, you know, with the open fingers comes the bad shoulders and then you have the hunching and the whole position kind of falls out of alignment there, which then again causes a whole bunch more issues in, in, you know, your training program when your body's not sitting directly even, nice and balanced, and you're able to use the effective aids. I think I, I think it kind of stems back towards just having not not strong enough hands or, or I mean I I can't think of too many activities that you would do throughout the day that would that would give you you know a, a better grip like strength strong hands yeah right you know because everybody types with with open hands open fingers and you know we're just you know in, interacting with the world on a daily basis it isn't going to give you uh, you know a little bit of closed finger tension that you have to have. And depending on the horse, they all have a different feel into the bit. But I always have to encourage riders until they develop a little bit of that strength to, and just a reminder to, you know, keep your fingers closed. You don't have to have a death grip, but you have to have a firm hold of the reins. Otherwise, you know, the horse is just going to kind of do whatever he wants, you know, and take over a lot. You have to, you know, you have to have a little bit of what we call uh, positive tension you know, in through your arm, in through the, your hand, out to the bit, so that you know it's the commu- communicating with your horse. You know, and if and if the horse is yeah. trying to talk to you, and all you're doing is dropping the line, that's not going to work very well. Well, and don't you think people too think that it's you know, it's a softer connection, right? Like, you know, I'm going to open my hands; it's going to be softer. Well, it's actually the other way around, right? Absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, I I have one of my riders who has. Like her fingers are completely open, but she has hold. So she thinks by keeping her fingers open, it's, you know, her horse is nice and light. I don't want to touch the mouth. I don't want to touch the mouth at all. Do you know, and that again causes another issue that we have. And I, I mean, really her fingers, the range just slide up and down up, you know, and then she's constantly re trying to gain the connection. And then they, then it lengthens and regather the reins. And then, you know, it's, it's a lot of a connection issue that she struggles with. Yeah. I, I, one of the things that I 
I teach in the beginning as well, and I don't know. There's, I think there's quite a few instructors that don't teach to, you know, pinch the rein between your thumb and your forefinger. That allows you to open your right. lower fingers and close them a little bit. And sometimes, you know, I tell somebody that who's been riding for five years and it's such a revelation, but that's, that, you know, that's where you have to hold the rein, right? So you have to be pressing your thumb down onto your forefinger and, and taking the, you know, holding the rein there so the horse can't pull it away from you. And that way, if you do need to open your fingers a little bit to relax and soften to the horse, you're not, you're not throwing the rein away or, you know, like if you take your thumb off of, off of your finger, then of course the, the rein's just going to go off into the breeze and, you know, what are you going to do next, right? And then you're constantly, like right. you said, that's a big problem for a lot of people is constantly feeling like the rain is gone. Well, it's gone if you don't hold it somewhere. So that's right. uh, that's another kind of tip that, that uh, I mm-hmm. try and give riders who come to me early on. That's a good tip. I've never actually heard that, Phil. Well, okay. well done. I very, I was like, wow, <laughs> that's a good one. I yeah, love it. I mean, no. it allows you to soften your hand without without absolutely just giving the entire rein away. And then when you close your hand, your fingers again, the lower ones, you can soften your thumb off. But again, it's just it's a place to anchor the the rein a little bit. Is it can be helpful. I love it. I, love I it. have actually used a dollar bill and put Ooh. the dollar bill on top of the forefinger and the thumb so that they would have a visual like cue to see their, you know, to remind them to hold that way, you know, the, the oh. thumb and the pointer finger, and then they can see it. So then it's more of like a, I mean, you have some visual learners too, that you, they see the dollar and then it reminds them to keep that finger closed. Cause I had a lot of times like they'll open the finger and then you're like, okay, close your thumb again. And then it opens up a couple steps later. But like the dollar, really, I saw a big, big improvement with that. Well, well, yeah, that, that's a great tip. But in this that's country, a- it'll have to be the dollar coin. <laughs> the dollar coin. Uh, other, other, you know, otherwise. Okay, known he's from as Canada. The loony, okay. The Canadian loony. We can, we can. <laughs> we I, I feel, I'll, I'll give you a dollar bill. I love what you're talking about, Philip. Get on board. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you can hold you can hold a, a dollar coin too. I, I like it. Uh, no, I think anything that's, really. Anything. Well, and I think that that's just something to think about—a visual that you're going to drop it. Um, I've also had a student. She was actually um, in in the government, and she she carried a gun and. It was so funny because I would ride the horse and the horse wouldn't throw his head up. As soon as I, she sat on the horse and, gra- you know, turns out she was, she would close her fist, but she was grabbing them, grabbing. She was the opposite yeah. way where she was like, she would hold the reins so tight. Cause she, I was like, do you carry a gun like that? Like, turns out she's like, no, we have to lighten our hand to carry the gun. I was like, there you go. I want you to lighten the hand, but not open your finger. Think about holding a gun. Yeah, think about holding a gun. Yeah, like, (laughs) relax it. Like, or, you know, in in this case, hold an egg. You know, you don't want to crack the egg, but you um, you can't drop the egg either. So that's another kind of way to think about that. And I think that that's a really important tip, for sure. Well, Ashley, this is such a fantastic discussion, and and we really thank you for bringing it up because it is something that is super important for all of our riders. And congratulations on your new certification, USDS Certified Instructor through Second Level. How can our listeners find you you. online there in in Pennsylvania area? Yes, I am on Facebook, and I also have a business webpage that is AM Dressage, and you can look me up on Facebook on Ashley Minet, and that's M-I-N-E-A. And you can find me there with my contact information. 
Fantastic. Well, thanks so much, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. As always, we love email and Facebook shout-outs. We actually have a good queue of them. We're sorry we will get to them. This was just a busy show. But Phil and I will get to those email and Facebook shout-outs, and we really appreciate it. The United States Dressage Federation is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org for more information. That's www.usdf.org, the online destination for dressage. As always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is on Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. We'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. (laughs) 